Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe that they can do what they want when they want because they're special. And in today's episode, guys, oh boy, we've got neighbors calling CPS on others, grown men throwing tantrums over parking spots, Karens demanding people date their sons. Guys, all I can say is warm up those neck muscles because you're going to be shaking your heads extra today. I hope you enjoy the stories. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. So I live in an apartment, and three months ago, a new family moved into the apartment above me. They have a child that looks to be about two years old. The first weekend they moved in, the woman came to my door, and I'm assuming to a few other people's doors as well. She introduced herself and her toddler. She also gave me a goodie bag of candies, which I thought was odd, but kind. She explained that her toddler has a hard time adjusting the change, and him getting used to his new room could cause some crying, and also mentioned that he's quite clingy and he'll cry when she sits him down. She then gave me her WhatsApp to contact her if he's being too loud. I thought this was considerate, and I thanked her. I heard some crying the first couple of weeks, and I didn't mention it because of the adjustment period, but at a month in, it was still happening. Her kid really doesn't cry at night anymore, but during the day, I can hear his tantrums, and I work from home, so it's bothersome. I end up sending her messages that the crying was disturbing me on four different occasions, and each time, she took him out for a couple of hours, and then returned, and he would end up throwing more tantrums. So I then made a complaint to the apartment manager, and I was told that they could only bring it to their attention that there was a complaint, but they could not evict based on a child throwing tantrums during the day. In my opinion, it seems that a parent should be able to have these tantrums under better control, so it doesn't make sense for this to be happening three to four times a day. I started to wonder if she neglects him during the day, so I made a report to CPS, and another call to the sheriff's office. Officers responded the same day, and it looked like they left somewhat quickly after arriving, like five minutes. Then about a week and a half later, I guess a social worker comes by because the kid's mom came to my door and asked if I reported her. I told her I did, and I explained why, and she was angry and told me that I have no clue what it's like having a toddler, and that my actions were low and malicious. My boyfriend was over at the time, and he overheard. He said that he couldn't believe I would put her through that. He called me heartless and then left. He then texted me later that night and he broke up with me, saying that he wanted nothing to do with someone who would try getting someone's child taken away over noise. Now I don't think he's understanding that it's three to four tantrums a day. So am I the a-hole? Yeah guys, so everyone pretty much voted OP the entitled Karen in this one, and a heartless one at that. Like, could you imagine the amount of stress the mom was already going through with her child before OP called CPS and the sheriff's office on her? Like, being a mother to a toddler is hard work, guys, especially if she's a stay-at-home mom. In my opinion, OP is the a-hole. Like, the woman brought over goodies, for goodness sake, and this is how she's repaid. 
And this person says, guys, OP's sheer cluelessness and inconsideration is mind-blowing to me. I would be horrified of what she thought of my three-nagers behavior. I just can't imagine being oblivious enough to call the cops and CPS for a toddler having tantrums. I read this expecting something way worse, like a toddler screaming in terror kind of thing. But no, it's tantrums. Just in case, OP, you are the a-hole. So yeah, let me know what you guys think. How many of you would have called CPS and the police on a screaming two-year-old? They don't call it terrible twos for nothing. I was working as a new security officer in a large 8-story annex building with banks, suites, etc. My main duties are pretty much to exist in the building and to tell everyone leaving to have a nice evening. My official role states that I'm to maintain an atmosphere of calm and safety, which is easy enough. So on my first day, I pull into one of the two reserved parking spots at the front of the parking garage, which I was instructed to do, as one reserved spot is for security. I then grab my stuff and walk in to start my shift. Everyone is super nice, smiling and wishing me a good night, when in walks your stereotypical 65-year-old grumpy old man, who will call angry man. So the guy marches up to me screaming and says, Hi, I pay thousands of dollars for this parking spot outside and someone is parked in it. Me, with my customer service mode activated, say, I can understand how frustrating that can be, sir. I'm actually security for the building. I don't have anything to do with public parking garage. The main office is actually directly across the street and I'm sure they could help you. The old man says, okay, well, I'm calling to have this car towed. I say to him, uh, right, well, I'll come out with you to get the info and make a report while you do that. We walk outside, and I ask, is it this white Escalade? To which the old man says, what? No, that's my car. It's this damn ugly black SUV that's in my spot. He then points to the black Hyundai Tucson in the space right next to it, which is actually my car. I say to him, uh, oh, that's my car. The guy says, your car? Your damn security. Why would you park in reserved parking? Move your damn car out of my space. At this point, the dude's eyes started bulging out of his face as it turned red. It was like something straight out of a cartoon. Meanwhile, I still didn't fully comprehend the situation. I say to him, wait, if that's your car parked right there, then I don't understand the problem. You are currently in your reserved space, right? One of the spaces is reserved for the active officer on duty. The guy then screams at me and says, do you effing know who the F you're talking to? The guy gets right in my face and I visibly cringe from his garlic breath. He then says to me, you will get in your damn piece of crap car and you will move it. I say to him, sir, you need to calm down. One of these spots is reserved for the active officer on duty, which is me. If you have a problem with your reserved space, you need to call the number for the public parking garage. I'm security for this building and I have nothing to do with public parking. I will not abandon my post, risking my job as well as everyone's safety, so you can park inches from where you're currently parked right now. I then start walking back towards my post, with a dude following me, throwing a temper tantrum. He's screaming that this is the last day I'm working, so I might as well pack my things and go home. There's a lot more back and forth, with me completely stoic and repeating, Sorry, I can't help you. You need to leave and him slamming his fist down on my desk and cussing me out, demanding me to move your effing car, so help me God. 
I don't give a damn where you park. Park on the street. I don't need people like you parking in my spot. The whole time, he kept asking for my name and my manager's number, throwing his business cards at me to write on. I eventually gave in and gave him my first name and the number for HR just to get him out of there. Even if he did get a hold of them, he's essentially just telling them that I'm actually doing my job, so I really don't care. I did get my super sarcastic snarky comment in and told him to have a wonderful day, to which he scoffed and replied, you're an effing idiot, you know that? Which was very satisfying. I started video recording halfway through the altercation and snapped a picture of his plate numbers just in case. After my shift ended and I went back to my car, he left another one of his business cards under my windshield wiper. And I'm thinking, what the F is wrong with this guy? It took me half the conversation until I could comprehend that this guy was actually screaming and cussing me out because he had to park in the space directly next to the one he usually parks in. Like literally inches away, which was actually closer to the building. Like, am I dreaming? Is this actually happening right now? I'm now making it a point to park in that parking space whenever available, and remain nice, bubbly, and friendly if confronted again. Everyone in that building is so over-the-top nice, I don't know why this one guy is so messed up. I'm actually looking forward to my next shift there, I would love to see this dude escorted out in handcuffs. I always assumed that most stories were embellished and exaggerated, as I'd never experienced something so ridiculous in my years of customer service. Until now. I've now experienced firsthand the potential horribleness of the general public. Yeah, these people 100% exist, guys. Like, we've seen it in person, right? And there's tons of videos online where people rage. So yeah, a lot of these entitled people stories are very real. And clearly, that man is very rich and entitled. And honestly, guys, I don't understand how some people flip out over stuff like that, though. Like, you're still in one of the two reserved spots, so why does it matter? And for all who are thinking that OP should just get the employer's name on the business card and send them the footage of the guy raging, well, this man is a self-employed attorney, guys, according to OP, so I can see why he's a bit entitled. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My good friend works in administration at the high school, and she's had her share of stories over the years, but wow, this one is a roller coaster. The high school offers sex ed every year as part of the mandatory health credit. Now, families are free to opt their kids out if they wish, but the kids still have to participate in the alternative health course offering. All of the students take the same introductory portion before splitting off into sex ed, and those who have opted out. This initial section covers, among other things, the dynamics of a healthy relationship, including matters of consent. 
Now, right away, as in immediately after the first day, a father tried to remove his son from the class. It was explained to him that he couldn't opt out of this portion. He was furious, posting these long rants on the town Facebook page and on the school's parent portal, and I'm sure somewhere else, about how the class was political and we're shaming his son for being a man. And it was up to the families to teach these private subjects so the school should stay out. He took issue with the lessons on habitually asking for consent, but also on the importance of discussing emotions freely, healthy division of labor between romantic partners, and avoiding harassment. And this is how the guy began to develop a following. Parents would say that they disagreed with him on almost everything he was spouting, but that they were in a lockstep, that it wasn't the school's place to teach kids about personal topics like relationships. The guy started camping outside of the building while his son's section of the class was being taught, shouting his own theories and beliefs at kids as they walked into the building, even handing out a pamphlet that he got off some junk website. The school is set up as such, so it's easy to be on a public thoroughfare, but still within full view of a classroom, so we didn't have legal grounds to send him packing. His supporters would honk their horns, or even occasionally stop by to bring him cold drinks and sandwiches. It was nuts. Then one day, towards the end of the non-optional portion of the class, they had a police officer come in to talk to everyone about how to report an assault, how to know if you've been assaulted, and what to expect when you go make your report. The officer's own daughter is a student at the high school, so he was extra protective of the whole group. When he saw this guy standing outside the building shouting how mutual consent is for the weak, he wasted no time shoving him off. This happened right outside the main administrative building. That's when the guy tried to argue, I'm on public land. I have the right to be here and say whatever I want. And he starts quoting some city ordinance, thinking he's really gotten one over on the veteran police officer. But no, the police officer wasted no time informing him, you are causing a disturbance. You can leave or I can remove you. You've got about 10 seconds to decide. He was watching him get into his car to be sure the guy actually left, and apparently the guy made a few more smart comments to him about how the blacks are right. There's really no good cops left these days. But luckily, the officer did not let those gross comments provoke him, and he just said, Sir, everyone certainly has a right to hold their own opinions and express their views, but when and how you do it matters in the eyes of the law. You can't shout fire in a crowded theater, and you can't contradict teachers outside the classrooms at the school. You hearing me? At first blush, the guy was not hearing him, because he drove off without a response. And that story in of itself spread like wildfire around the town. However, for everyone who pasted him as a laughingstock for making such a display, there was someone else who saw him as a hero, fighting the system. And it turns out that he was actually listening closer to the officer's warning than any of us would have liked. The optional sex ed portion began, and the following week, this fool had began placing Facebook ads for his own sex ed class. Because in his mind, he can say whatever he wants in the appropriate setting, right? What sort of negligent, ass-backwards, head-in-the-sand kind of parent do you have to be to let your child leave school in the middle of the day to attend, as he dubbed it, quote, sex ed for real men? That took place inside a stranger's house. A private citizen unaffiliated with the school is beyond me. But the group who began to follow his whole campaign and support him online was all for it, and they actually sent their kids to him. Now to be fair, he did advertise it as being a totally non-sexual in nature class. 
with his big driver being that those discussions should be left to the parents, and that he was offering a class that covered traditional morals, values, and chivalry, promising to take us back to the good old days. He also had plenty of stuff about how his taxes pay the school salary, so if enough people made their preferences clear, the faculty would have to fall in line and stop disseminating harmful materials. As far as we knew, this guy had a job, so he must have taken considerable time off to make this happen. A significant chunk of the male students, about a fifth, withdrew in favor of sex ed for real men. Some satirically more so than seriously, but still, even one was too many in my book, regardless of reasoning. My friends and I managed to get our hands on a copy of the portion of the syllabus that was leaked, and it covered things like the man's and women's role in the relationship, what's appropriate after how many dates, a guide on rounding the bases, and some random survival skill training that was mixed in, grouped under making yourself desirable. As this was going on, he sent taunting letters to the school faculty, letting them know how popular his class was and how great it was going, as though his son didn't have to continue attending there after. Whenever he was on campus to watch his son in a game or to pick him up, he made a point of telling the faculty involved in the health class what a better job he was doing of teaching than they ever did, and how he was saving the immoral world by righteously luring kids into his basement during school hours. By the end of the semester, which just wrapped up, he was genuinely expecting some sort of white flag from the high school side. When they called him in for a meeting, he was all set to gloat, and even charitably conceded that the people at the school were just doing their jobs, and couldn't help that he was better at teaching than they were, because he was working with fewer bureaucratic restrictions. The faculty patiently listened to this as he wouldn't let them get a word in edgewise, before finally informing him that his son would need to take summer school. Because while sex ed was optional, the alternative course was required in its place. The man was somehow shocked to learn that his son couldn't just be pulled out of school midday every week for months. The school explained that they had sent letters home and called, but they never heard anything back from him, which is why they were having this meeting. Everyone's guessing that he didn't open any letters from the school and didn't bother listening to their messages. So he started talking about how his son had taken a health class, and he had the right to teach his own son if he preferred. On and on. They replied that if he wanted to homeschool his son, he was free to do so. However, he'd have to unenroll him from public school and register his son as a homeschooler. He could not switch between his own lessons and public school on a whim. Of course, the guy was enraged by this, and he felt wholly entitled to circumvent state regulations and even federal procedures in order to basically do whatever he wanted. So he said that his son would just fail health and that he took it as a badge of honor. The school said that that was his prerogative. However, in that case, his son would not be promoted to the next grade level as it was a required credit. And this really blustered him and he left. Then, after a few days of thinking about it, he informed the school in writing that he would be unenrolling his son and registering him somewhere else. The school cheerfully informed him that that would be fine, but he couldn't enroll him into the coming grade because they couldn't certify his passing until he completed all required credits for his current year. Here is a logistical note. The other students in sex ed for real men were not facing summer school because their health class was scheduled at a separate time, so they took it in addition to the credit-bearing in-school alternative. 
those in the same period block as his son just didn't take this guy's class, or they withdrew to return to school after receiving the first notice. So now, unfortunately, his son is bearing the weight of his entitled parents' poor choices, but not alone. Busing is significantly decreased during the summer, so from what I understand, his father will have to wake up early every day to drive him in. <laughs> My goodness, guys, like, I wonder what his son thinks of dad's crazy shenanigans. Thanks, dad. Now I gotta do summer school because of you. But with that said, guys, I really enjoyed this post, and I got a few good laughs in. Like, sex ed for real men is hilarious. A guide on rounding the bases. Men's and women's roles in relationships. Guys, I think I would love to attend that class just for fun. So here's some background. This happened when I was 17 in high school. I was attending an anime convention at the time, and I was dressed as Chibi Moon from Sailor Moon as I loved the show at the time. On the second day of the convention, I was walking around. Of course, if you cosplay at an anime convention, you're gonna get asked for pictures a lot. Now I did not mind. I love taking photos with people, and some asked for me to pose, while others just a selfie. And then, in the middle of the day, is when Karen and her son shows up. The conversation basically went like this. Karen walks up to me and says, Hi, would you mind if my son takes a picture with you? You are beautiful! Now the son is about 12 or 13 years old, and he stands right next to me. I expect him to put an arm on my shoulder or pose, and this isn't what happened. Instead, the kid grabs me and tries to kiss me on the lips. At this, I immediately push him off me screaming, What are you doing? The Karen says, Oh come on, let him kiss you, there's no harm in it, he's cute! Again, the kid is like 12 or 13 years old. This isn't some 4 year old wanting a cute kiss. I say to her, no, I'm not kissing some random stranger. That's when the son pipes in and says, Mom, you said she would be my girlfriend. Make her give me a kiss. At this, I'm massively freaked out, and Karen says, Oh, come on, he just wants to brag that he has a girlfriend. Come on, just for one picture. At this point, I try to walk away, saying, No, leave me alone. I try to leave, when suddenly, she grabs my hand and she tries to pull me back saying, Come on, it's one kiss, it's not gonna hurt you. My son is really nice, and look how cute he is. A girl like you wishes she could date a guy like him. That's when I say, leave me the hell alone, weirdo. And that's when Karen does a complete flip and she starts getting mad at me saying, Fine, bitch, be that way. I wouldn't want my son with some filthy girl like you. Look at how you're dressed, it's disgusting, my son can do way better. At this, I just walk off, hearing her cuss at me. Later that day, I see her and her son again, and they're both being escorted by security out of the convention. Apparently the son groped someone, but she slapped him, and the mother had a fist fight with the girl, and from what I was told, she lost. Yeah, so that woman was definitely off her rocker, guys, and I've been to a few comic cons and anime conventions, and let me tell you, there are quite the characters there, and I'm not talking about the people cosplaying. I'm talking people like Karen who do stuff like this, like how crazy is it though? Like she went from, you should kiss and date my son, he's really cute and sweet and you're beautiful, to you dirty filthy girl, no one wants to date you, you're disgusting. Well which one is it, Karen? And seriously, are you trying to get your son arrested?
Like, she needs to fix that behavior right now. That's all I'll say about it. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady episode where a Karen keeps wanting her neighbor arrested and it backfires so hard. If you guys missed it, go check it out. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.